Well, just one game that we at least care about uh, remains in the World Cup in Russia 2018. Two teams are left, France and England. I I mean, Croatia. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to The Splash. My name is Phil Pryor and I'm joined by resident Pommy, Max Sherry. How are we, mate? Not happy. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake Rosengarten, how are we, sir? A um, bit better than Max, I think. Yeah, indeed. Uh, welcome to The Splash, brought to you by the Samsung QLED TV. Uh, now, I'm joined by two sleep-deprived journalists here at Fox Sports. Uh, semi-finals are now over. We build to... The big one, uh, two nights ago, or two mornings ago, I should say, we saw France uh, overcome a plucky Belgium, uh, winning 1-0 in the first semi-final. And then this morning, England, they go up 1-0 early against Croatia. And then stop playing football, Max. What happened? I know, indeed, you're right. Definitely stop playing yeah, definitely stop playing football. You know, the as you've said, I mean, we were just having a chat there, Phil, before we came on air, but you put it perfectly. The worst thing to happen to us was conceding in the... Uh, was scoring in the fifth minute, rather, you know? Yeah. Because from then on, it was all backwards. It seemed, uh, Jake, do you agree? It seemed like uh, my take on it, I suppose, uh, for what it's worth, uh, Max seemed interested in what I had to say about it, so I'll repeat it. Uh I thought England deserved to lose, um, and and Croatia were the one that um, that played football for the majority of the match. I didn't think England really did, and and yes, they were kind of forced to, being uh, down a goal for most of the match it seemed, and then uh, and then looking to win it. Um, how did you see it? I'd say it's hard to argue that um, <clears throat> over the course of the full 120 minutes that England were the better team, because I think they probably weren't. What I can say is that in that first first 45 minutes, it looked like England how far. It looked like England were on track for that historic first uh, World Cup final in 52 years. Mm. Um, Heading into the break, it was was that Kieran Trippier wonder goal, which firstly, what a goal that was. Yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely jaw-dropping. And then uh, on the other side of the break, it just looked like Croatia turned up. They they just picked up the the intensity, led, in fact, by... um, Captain Luka Modric and Ivan Perisic out wide, who was just dangerous. Yeah. The second they came out of that break, and he he led them, and he was the man who found the breakthrough. And the second they found the net, it it was Croatia's game. It was it was pretty much game over. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah. I'd, what would you say to that, Max? I have to disagree with Jay. I don't think it was even forty-five minutes. I thought it was after twenty minutes we started going downhill. I think it was as early as that. You know, I think going into the the uh, the half time you know we we were kind of under pressure we were on the back foot we invited pressure the defense was sitting deep it was just a typical england performance that we've seen for donkey's years now and at, at times i suppose sterling looked threatening up forward with his pace but it seems like too often they just tried to to go the aerial route over the top um and uh, and just kind of hope with that is that a fair assessment as well it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, post game, Shimi Vasalko, who was uh, one of the one of the stars for Croatia in this game, assisted Perisic's opener. Actually, he he came out and he said, "Well, everyone thought that 
England, this was a new England. This was an England who weren't just going to hoik long balls, but he said the second we started pressing them, that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, Max, did England underestimate Croatia? That has been some of the, the sentiment, um, I suppose. I think Modric almost said as much um, in, a, in an interview uh, or a press conference after the game. Um, you know, because, and, and I suppose that in anticipation heading into this game, uh, or as we moved through the World Cup, um, f- from a scale of pessimistic to confident, England fans went from zero to a hundred really fast. Um, and, and it, it, this whole, uh, catch cry, it's coming home. It seems like everyone just expected this result to take place and England win. Yeah. I mean, the song turned from it's coming home to don't look back in anger straight away with fans singing that famous Oasis song after the final whistle, you know, English fans love to get emotional about the game and invest everything into it. But the realities were that we knew that we weren't a great team. We hadn't beaten great opposition on the way to where we had gotten in the semi-final. You know, we beat a pub team from Panama, a dodgy Sweden sign, fluked one against Colombia and managed somehow to get to the semi-final. And, you know, that's a great, great achievement. But England fans, you know, we need to realise that that team wasn't great. It's on the path to being great. You know, there's a great gel there and clearly Southgate's come in and got the team going together, got the chemistry right, got the right team picked for once. But it's a four- or eight-year process, you know. We've got some good young players coming through, but right now, will we ever going to beat France or Belgium in the final? Or even Croatia? Probably not. Yeah, I think England um, would have been a big step behind France heading into a final. Jake, talk to me about the story that is Croatia reaching... Uh, the World Cup final, though, because it's a great story. Well, their manager, Zlatko Dalic, after, after the game, he actually... Actually, I think it actually was Marko Mandzukic labelled it a miracle mm. um, as far. And so while England was, was having their own fairy tale, I mean, this Croatian story was bubbling away beyond the, beyond the scenes. It's a country of population of 4.1 million. It's, it's got essentially the same population as Melbourne. Yeah. This, is a, this is a team boasting bona fide European stars. Modric, Rakitic, Mandzukic, Vesalko. Um, these guys all play at big clubs. And these, this is a team that a lot of people thought wouldn't do as well as they have done. They've exceeded expectations this whole way. And I mean, in getting there, they've, they've, they've come up clutch on just a number of occasions. I mean, they pulled off that insane, insane demolition of, of Lionel Messi's Argentina in the group stage. And from there, everyone was like, whoa. This uh, yeah. this Croatia might yeah. be a threat, but no one ever thought they'd get this far. Um, they go through they go through from the group stage, top of that group. Um, they take on Denmark, uh, who obviously we're familiar with having faced the Socceroos. Extra time, they 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 conceded within the opening minute in that game, mm. um, and they they rallied. They they hit back in three minutes. They went to extra time. They went to penalties. They came up clutch. They won. Yeah. They play Russia in in the quarters. They concede first. They go to extra time. They win in penalties. Mm. They play England. They concede first. They rally. They win in extra time. This this team is a team that when their backs are against the wall, they're rallying. They're, they're coming up with composure and class that is the type of thing that can get a, a team to win the World Cup. It's it, And I... I I would say that it's it would be almost uh, naive to write off this Croatian team after what they've achieved through some some tough games. And outside of a bit of uh, 
I suppose, time-wasting in that final five. Um, they still looked to try and win the game before it came to penalties as well. And you've got to uh, take your hat off to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, that, that Mandzukic goal was, was the difference between the sides essentially. And it was, it was a single moment of, uh, you'd say, almost um, John Stone sort of uh, lost his bearings for a moment. And, and Mandzukic is a world-class striker. He, that's all he needed. All he needed was a split second. He, he gets on the ball. He bangs it home, and that's that's the difference. It's a it's a quality and a, and a composure that you would say was sort of the the difference between the sides. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, going into England fans probably like as you asked earlier, definitely underestimated them in a sense. Everyone kind of thought, you know, they've got two hundred and forty minutes under their belt plus penalties. They're going to be knackered. They're going to be tired. But it's actually that digging deep which they had, and England were actually in unfamiliar territory. Yeah, they've gone to extra time before, but you know, the Croatians have proved that they can win it in that time period, whether it be through penalties, whether it be in extra time. England haven't proven that they can dig deep. Fitness aside, cardio aside, just that mentality that they have and alongside a world-class striker and some brilliant midfielders can obviously win you the game. And a, lo- a, lo- a lot's been said about, about Luka Modric in this tournament. And I-, I personally believe he, sh- he should be the front-runner for the Golden Ball as things stand, mm. aside from potentially a hat-trick winning performance in the final <laughs> from the likes of Mbappe or Griezmann. Um, he- he's just been, through these three extra-time games, he has been at full pelt through 120 minutes back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And this is a guy who who's just been, uh, won a Champions League with Real Madrid. He's... He's he's done it with Spurs in the Premier League. He's he's a world class midfielder. He's absolutely outstanding, and that additional level of quality is just something that you can't buy. Like it's just he he's he has been the backbone of this run to the final, and yeah, he's been inspirational as the skipper. Yeah, for sure. Uh, look, big moments need a big screen TV. Uh, if you're not, of course. There, I suppose. Actually, maybe I'll ask you a bit later what your, what, what your, what's your most memorable I was there moment. But we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But first, I, look, for, for Samsung QLED TV, what was your big moment from the semi-finals? Uh, one thing that might stand out to you as we um, sort of uh, reflect on the World Cup. Um, well, we've just talked about England and Croatia a fair bit, so I'm going to go the other game, change it up a bit. Yeah. Um, Titi's goal was was a game changer, and it was it was the match winner, and it was a huge moment, and it's that's the moment that sends France to the final. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Good job, uh, Max. We might come back to you a bit later, uh, but let's move forward um, now. It's Croatia v v France. We'll stick to the the Croatia angle for now, um, Jake. Can this Croatian team uh, hang in there with France, I suppose? Um, well, like I was just saying, I think it's, and, and Max was saying, it's, it's perilous to write off this Croatian team. They have, a, they have immense quality across the park. They have superstars. Um, sure, they, they, they don't have the likes of uh, France's out-and-out star quality across the park, the likes of Griezmann, your Mbappes, um, your Kantes, your Pogbas um, running the show. But I think... Mm. France have showed that they're not the type of team to go out and absolutely dominate, and they didn't against Belgium. Um, so I think there's a good chance that if this is a tight encounter, Croatia could easily snatch it. We haven't seen France's best in this tournament yet, right? 
Well, there's an argument that they're building, and and it's yeah. about to come. It's about to explode <laughs> on the biggest of stages. That's that's a that's a bit of a worry for uh, for Croatian fans. Yeah, big time. Yeah, that, as Jake said, they they haven't hit full form yet, and they're bound to. You know, they've got too many quality players across the board, and yeah, that final looks teed up for them. But you can't write off the Croatians, as we just said. They've dug deep and they've worked hard. They've clearly got some class across the middle, across the whole park actually, but. Yeah, it'd be a good one. It'd be really interesting, a good tactical assessment between two managers, what they're going to do, if they'll change staff, what formations they're going to play and how they're going to try and poise each other and outplay each other and out, you know, outclass each other in the end. Because it'll be one, that game, much similar to this England semi-final, might be one in midfield where Croatia look unbeatable at times. Um, what I will say is that this is probably the the two best teams in this tournament playing against each other in the final, which is what more could you hope? And I mean, there was a lot of talk heading into these knockout phases of the easiness of one side of the draw, but in Croatia's emergence from that from that weaker side of the draw, this probably is the two strongest teams throughout the tournament facing off in the biggest in the biggest yeah. game of the tournament. Yeah. What are you expecting uh, strategically? Who do you, who, who do you think's gonna um, sort of control uh, the game and the, and the tempo and, and possession? Um, well, you, you'll look to see the likes of, I mean, for Croatia, Rakitic and Modric are obviously central to their game plan and they'll look to create tempo in the centre of the park. But contrastingly, the likes of Pogba and Kante have been imperious for, for France in the middle and they sort of sit there and, and direct that ball through the centre and shield that back four and give the ball through to Griezmann. And Antoine Griezmann has, has been involved in more goals in this tournament than anyone other than Harry Kane. Mm. Um, almost quietly, by her bubbling yeah, away. Yeah. Um, and that... That midfield, too, is central to that. And you saw throughout this season, uh, Jose Mourinho struggled to get the best out of Paul Pogba, who is obviously undoubtedly an absolute star. Um, But you watch the way Deschamps um, sort of deploys that midfield, too, with Griezmann in front of them. And Kante, there was a a joke during Kante's time at, at Leicester that... Um, he was almost playing either side of his supporting midfielder. He's he he covers that much ground, mm, and yeah. that's that's almost the case for Pogba. And it frees him up to get forward, and it frees him up to create, which yeah. is is really big for France getting forward. How taxing uh, will Croatia's run to the final um, prove to be? I suppose heading into this game, not not a huge t- uh, time in terms of turnaround. No, not really. That I mean, they should be. It's a final, so, you know, you'll be sore and there'll be legs hurting. And as we saw today, Mandzukic cramping up and making the most of it from an England perspective. But adrenaline will take over, you know. It's a World Cup final. The turnaround is better for France, yeah, but it's a day or so, 24 hours, whatever it is, but uh, ahead rather. But, yeah, adrenaline will take over. Um, Everyone will be pumped for the, the game, you know, and... As Jake said, as you asked before, tactically, it will be one in that midfield, definitely. I mean, if you win it in the midfield, ultimately the knock-on effect is that your players out wider allow more freedom. Mbappe, Griezmann will drift out wide as he naturally has been. And then that will free up you. It'll be interesting, actually, to see what they do with um, Giroud. Obviously, he's copped a lot of stick from the media, from fans. You know, I think he's got some ridiculous stat that... He hasn't registered a shot on target in God knows how long. <laughs> Over seven hours. A seven hour, yeah. It, um, but you know, French fans love him. They think he's great. Um, 
it, you can see what he does do for the team. He, even popped, when he, he popped up in the right spots a number of yeah. times. He, he just, it, he His hold-up play is, is, is very useful to them. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, he's shown that there's more to a striker than banging goals. Like he can hold up the ball. And he's got a fair few assists, I think. And he offers a lot for Griezmann, you know. Griezmann can run off him. And, you know, the decoy runs that Giroud offers can... Um, drag a lot of players out of positions. I think that's where they've found their space for a lot of their goals as well. So it'll be interesting to see whether Deschamps plays him or um, bins him off. But The other interesting thing is being a World Cup final and being the final of a major tournament. This is the type of game where big game experience is going to play a big part. And looking across the Croatia squad, they've actually got three players who played in the Champions League final a few months ago uh, between Real Madrid and Liverpool in Modric as well as Dejan Lovren in the heart of defence, and uh, Mateo Kovacic, who is coming off the bench, but you never know, he could be deployed in midfield um, with Brozovic got the run there this morning, but uh, we'll see. But the, the, those big game players are, are really, that's where the, the, the game can be, can be turned if, yeah. in a moment, in a single moment, and that's what we saw this morning, is a single moment can make or break a match in this stage of a tournament. Yeah, oh, 100%, and, and that's... That's where a lot of football games are indeed won. Uh, look, don't forget, boys, big moments do need a big screen TV. The Samsung QLED uh, is a, a great option. Um, what's your, your favourite I was there moment in terms of uh, sport? Maybe it's football, maybe it's not football. You got one for me? Yeah, I got one for you. I won't, um, I won't fumble like I did last round when you asked me, but the best I was moment there was... Uh, when West Ham played uh, Man United at Upton Park, and I was only, it would have been when I just came here, so I would have been 15 or 16, and um, I believe um, the Hammers were behind, and, um, you know, I'd always gone to West Ham as a kid, but this has got to be one of the best moments, and uh, I can't remember who was in Man United goal, but he threw it out to Rooney, who was in his own half, and... um, it was that moment where he chipped the goalkeeper from his own half and everyone was just kind of sat there. You know, Man United that, fans were yeah. screaming and um, going crazy in the stand next to us, but all the West Ham fans were, you know, <laughs> shocked and applauding it. And for West Ham fans to applaud an opposition, is, um, it's, it's got to be something quite special. So I think that, for me to witness that, was kind of like, oh, wow, this, this guy is different class, you know. Yeah, right. Jake, I was there... Uh in 2006 at the Adelaide Oval, day five, when uh, when Shane Warne rips through oh. the poms. On, <laughs> this is a pom bashing <laughs> podcast now. Ripped Not physically, Maxi. Rip through the poms uh, to win one. I think they, they label it the best day of test cricket uh, in history or maybe for Australia. Um, I was up in the chapel stands with my old man. Having a few cold ones, it was uh, it was it was beautiful. Do you what remember that, Max? Oh, mate, <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> I was I was going to go the Ashes route. I was uh, there in 2013 when we wrapped it up in Sydney, and that was oh, a that was a great moment. There was also a a certain uh, Sydney Roosters final win against the West Tigers not too long ago. But I was also there, a recent one for the Socceroos against the Honduras, and that was a, a ah, Mila Yednak hat-trick. Lovely. What a day that was. Yeah, yeah, uh, beautiful. Uh, well done today, gentlemen. Um, now, Jake, quickly, details for all the Australians out there. Um, what time exactly is this World Cup final? So we got, before the World Cup final, you got a uh, 
another intriguing dead rubber between Belgium and England, uh, which kind of similarly shapes as a, a golden boot shooter between Harry Kane and Romelu Lukaku. True, true. So that's at uh, midnight on Saturday night. Yep. And then the following night at 1am, so Monday morning technically, yep. you've got the big one, the, uh, 1 the big dance. Yeah, right. France versus Croatia in the World Cup final. So Sunday night, Monday morning, not ideal for us Aussies. Oh, uh, we we've been doing it a whole month. I think we're we're in the swing now. We are, we are indeed. Uh, I've been sort of recording them and getting up early. Uh, my, I, I was telling Max before that I I woke up at five a.m. this morning and watched the England Croatia match. So I was one hour behind live time. You know, just leaving the phone out of the uh, out of arm's reach and and all the notifications put away and my record ran out with oh. two two minutes left in extra, in extra time oh, dear. and I was Man. like oh imagine England somehow found a, an equalizer and I missed I missed all the drama anyway it didn't yeah. happen so we're all all good uh Thanks very much, boys. Continue your hard work on the Fox Sports website. Um, we'll try. And, and listeners out there, make sure you continue to um, uh, to utilise everything that these guys are putting up there uh, as we build up to the big one. Monday morning, 1am is the World Cup final. Uh, we'll be previewing all the action, of course, live blogging right throughout, and then recapping. That's a wrap.